Maryland's win over Nebraska still leaves me really concerned. You are Locked On Turks, your daily podcast on the Maryland Turks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, video content creator for 247 Sports and InsideMarylandSports.com and host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you for making us part of your days. And these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. Maryland's win over Nebraska still leaves me really concerned heading into the last couple weeks of the season. A win is a win. At the end of the day, you'll take it no matter how you get it, especially in the game of football. Wins are hard to come by and Players and coaches and the staffs and everybody involved with the program works really hard to build a winning program because winning programs in college football and the NFL brings in more money. All they want to do is win. But it can be both things. It can be both things to me. It can be a great gritty win where we win a 10 to 13 game and a game where we don't really play the style of Maryland football that we normally are used to, where we see Talia chucking it all over the place. Maybe our defense kind of doesn't get a ton of stops, and Nebraska is able to score more points. Maybe Nebraska is able to score 30 points, and Maryland has to score 35 to win, and it's more of a shootout type of game. Normally, that's I feel like that's the type of game that we usually win. But instead, we played a Nebraska-style game, a gritty type of game where it is hard to win, and it felt like everything was mushy in the amount of turnovers that were in the game. But I still wasn't concerned with the Maryland win, even though we won in a different way. It still left me really concerned. And like I was saying, both things can be true. You can realize it was a gritty Really good, solid win that Maryland doesn't normally do. But you also can realize that there is still a ton of concerns. If you go back and watch that game, or even if you just remember what happened in that game and how some of the things went down, you realize that both things can be true, that it was a great, gritty win, but there is still a lot of concern and a lot of things to work on and clean up. And I don't even know if we can fix going into the last couple weeks this season. The number one thing I'm so concerned about that continues to be a pattern. One game is one thing, but when you've done it for four straight weeks now and during your losing streak or actually five straight weeks now, it's hard for me to not still be concerned because they continue to happen over and over. And it's clearly a pattern for the Maryland Terrapins. And it's one of the things that can hold you back. Even if you outplay a team, If you keep turning over the ball, you keep that team, the other team, in the game. And we turned over the ball three times against this Nebraska team. Three times. Two lost fumbles and another Talia interception. I am really concerned about the turnovers so far 
this year, especially at, during this losing streak, even though we just snapped it. But before, during the four-game losing streak, really concerned about the turnovers. And during this game against Nebraska, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know if we're not working on ball security enough and the coaches aren't doing enough of those type of drills where they get some of those like boxing gloves or you see different things they use to pretend like the defenders um punching the ball out during practice i don't know if they need to do more of that i kind of hope they're doing more of that i know ty felton needs more of that ty felton has played really good football but he continues to make a fumble or a drop he really needs to work on ball security because i'm telling you if we want to look at these last two weeks and say we have a chance to compete with michigan if we want to be a Rutgers team that is very solid this year very solid there in front of us um, in the Big Ten East standings. If we want to be able to beat a Rucker team and maybe compete with the Michigan team where we're 19 and a half underdogs to, we're not going to be able to turn over the ball. So those three turnovers against against Nebraska doesn't make me feel better about the turf because if you look at what we've done the last four weeks and the amount of turnovers that we've had, it's not pretty. Four turnovers against Penn State. Two turnovers against Northwestern in a game that we should have won. One against Illinois and two against Ohio State. So we haven't played clean football at all during this losing streak. And the turnovers are the number one reason why. But we continue to lose games that we absolutely should not lose. It's the turnovers. That's the number one reason why. And so for us to have... That type of game, again, it doesn't make me feel better about where the Terps are right now. And it leaves me still concerned even after the win against Nebraska because they obviously have not been fixed at all. Another thing that doesn't make me feel better is I don't even know if we should have won that game. I don't know if we should have won that game. Nebraska is down to their third string quarterback. Their third-string quarterback. We barely could pull out a win with their third-string quarterback in the game. Their first-string guy got hurt in the first half, and he was out the game. And then they brought in Jeff Sims, their second-string quarterback, who isn't good. I thought maybe Jeff Sims had a chance to rebound his career here at Nebraska after I thought he showed some stuff at um, Georgia Tech. I mean, I didn't watch him a ton at Georgia Tech, but I, I was able to see him, especially his freshman year coming out. He's a pretty highly recruited kid, and I thought he showed a lot of talent. He played with Jameer Gibbs. I'm sure a lot of you guys know Jameer Gibbs, but Jeff Sims played absolutely horrible. He got benched because he threw a couple of terrible interceptions on overthrows that really gave us life, to be honest. Jeff Sims, I mean, if you want to be for real and you want to be honest about it, Jeff Sims was one of the biggest reasons we won that game. Those two turnovers that he threw were absolutely terrible interceptions. And then they're down to the third-string quarterback, who honestly didn't play bad football until the drive, the final drive that they had with about three minutes left. They're on the goal line. It's 10-10, to and he throws a pretty bad interception to Tarheep Sill. Credit to the Maryland defense for forcing those turnovers, but – a lot of those turnovers turnovers were honestly, they weren't really created by our defense. A lot of them were more on the quarterback. And that's just me being honest. And I like to be honest about this stuff. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It was awesome that Tarheep still made that play. It was a really good play still. But 
those throws by Jeff Sims and the ones that Dante Trader picked off, those are just straight overthrows. And then the one Tarheeb still had, that I'm not even sure if that was a miscommunication on the route. I don't know on the goal line, but that was not a good throw at all. You could see it. The guy wasn't, it was just a terrible throw if you go back and watch it. So, really, the reason I'm still concerned about that is they are down to their third string quarterback. And Maryland can barely find a way to win. We kind of have to get lucky. If their starter plays the whole entire game, I don't know if we win that game. So for me, I can say yesterday, I can be like, it's a game that we don't normally win, which is awesome. And we played more of the Nebraska style of football. But I can also say I'm really still concerned after that game for them to have their third string quarterback for us to still turn over the ball. And they turn over the ball five times. We turn over the ball three times. So we still won the turnover margin by two. If you win the turnover margin by two against Nebraska, you should be able to win fairly comfortably. So we turn over the ball three times, which has been a trend over our losing streak. And then we also win the turnover margin by two, and we still can't separate against a Nebraska team that's down to their third-string quarterback. I can't see how you guys can see a world where you're not really still concerned about all the same problems. I didn't really see much get fixed after the four-game losing streak. I didn't see a lot, a lot of stuff get fixed. I saw the ball go our way at the end of the game. That's kind of how I saw it. And we barely beat a team that put up 86 passing yards. 86 passing yards. And we still barely could beat them. We outgained them completely. It wasn't even close. And it barely could win the game. You could argue they should have won the game. and But my, another concern is on our defensive side is Nebraska really could run the ball. And with Michigan coming into our house on, on Saturday at 12, we know what Corman Edwards did to Penn State, those two really talented players. So I'm still concerned the fact that Nebraska could run the ball pretty well with 183 rushing yards, and a big part of that was the QB run. And we know in the last two weeks we're playing two quarterbacks that can run the ball. J.J. McCarthy can definitely use his legs, and the Rutgers quarterback can also use his legs. So I'm looking at it, the struggle in the rushing game, the turnovers and the Talia interception that still happens. It seems like it keeps happening. I can't walk away not still really concerned even after the win to Nebraska. Let's switch gears to Maryland basketball. Maryland freshmen need to step up or else the season might not have a chance. I'll tell you about that after this ad from Jace Medical. We spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up together on wins and losses. Who starts and who sits? I'm thankful for that connection we have, and today I want our chat to be a little more personal. I just learned that you can get one-year supply on ED medications. You realize what that means? Bring on extended travel, bring on the next natural disaster or supply chain issue. You are cover my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your prescriptions. And this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive 
your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for the service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half and to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year's supply. I also ordered antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than normal. Pharmacies, I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year's supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Maryland freshman Jamie Kaiser and Deshaun Harris-Smith are going to have to grow up really fast. Jamie Kaiser and Deshaun Harris-Smith are two freshman stars, are two four-star recruits that were expected to make a huge impact for the Terps, play a lot of playing time, and honestly, going into the season, I kind of knew that we were really going to need these guys to step up. And there's really no other option. It's not like we have other guys. Like It's not like Akeem Hart stayed and and we don't have to rush Jamie into it or we don't have to rush Deshaun Harris-Smith into it because Ian Martinez is there and Deshaun Harris-Smith can come off the bench. No. We don't have enough scoring ability. We don't have enough ability overall for the Terp freshman to take any time. Take any more time to get accustomed to college basketball. I hope they're ready to go after these two, this two-game losing streak to UAB and Davidson where I think they kind of got humbled a little bit at times, to be honest. They did some good things. They did some bad things. But I think overall they realized that college basketball is really hard. It's really hard. It is hard to score the ball if you see – Teams put how much effort they put into the defensive side of the ball and zone and the scouting report and knowing your strengths versus your weaknesses. And you're not just bigger and more athletic than everyone else. It's hard. It's really hard. And the Maryland Terrapins, our biggest weakness right now is scoring the ball and creating offense. And we're going to need the freshmen, Jamie Kaiser and Deshaun Harris-Smith, to step up and to take on maybe even a level that we didn't think they needed to take on because we thought maybe our other pieces were going to be a little bit better, but we might need them to do some pretty big things for the Terps to find a way to have a successful year and to get into March. Because after this start, it's so early to be like, March Madness isn't an option already, but those two are going to have to play at a extremely high level for us to be able to win games in the Big Ten, honestly. And they both were up and down this weekend, like I said. Deshaun Harris-Smith versus Davidson played 26 minutes, had eight points, but only shot 22% from the field, two turnovers. And versus UAB had 13 points and shot 33% from the field and had three turnovers. So number one thing I need Deshaun Harris-Smith to clean up on is the turnovers. He is handling the ball a lot as a freshman. I expect him to turn over the ball, but he needs to cut back down on them a little bit because it's hard to win when our main ball handler is turning over the ball like three times a game. Or he's not our main ball handler, but our secondary main ball handler, one of our main ball handlers are, are turning over the ball too much or anyone in the starting lineup is turning over the ball too much. And... I look at it, he also has to shoot the ball way better from the field. 
Here's the thing. You kind of thought Deshaun Harris-Smith could struggle on the offense side of the ball at times in scoring because his jump shot isn't there yet. It's 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 streaky for sure. He shot the ball well in high school, but his shot really isn't there yet. It's definitely streaky, and he has trouble shooting the three right now. That's what I've seen so far. He made one this weekend, but he missed a lot more than he made. So he didn't shoot the three ball well at all, and he's really going to have to improve on that in the rest of the season for us to be able to space the floor because we already know what Villanova is going to have on the scouting report. And by the way, Villanova just came off a loss to Penn. So if if there was ever a game that two teams both need to have extremely badly, it's this Maryland versus Villanova game. Both teams or coming off two losses that are pretty terrible. I mean, we'll get into Villanova later in the week. But he's going to have to find a way to shoot the ball better. And then also, teams are sitting on his left hand and on the drive. If you watch, they were kind of – he, they blocked him. UAB blocked Deshaun Harris-Smith, like, repeatedly. He got blocked many times. And it's good. He needs to stay, continue to be aggressive. But if you watch the game, he continuously got blocked. So he needs to find a way, I think, to – shoot his pull-up jumper more. I thought there was a couple of times where he didn't need to drive it in and said just need to pull up from mid-range. He has a good mid-range shot, I think. So I, I would love to see him pull up. It's hard to get to the rim in college basketball. But I want to say this. He did do some really good things, especially against UAB with 13 points and was tied for second on our team in scoring. Um, driving the ball, made a three that game. He did some really good things, obviously. And he plays tough. There's a reason why he's a highly rated four-star blue chip prospect. He's going to be a really good player. But there's just things that he's going to have to work on and continue to get better on. And we're going to absolutely need him to step up against the Villanova team if we want any chance, especially scoring the ball. Jamie Kaiser, it was really an interesting weekend. If you just look at the minutes played, he played 11 minutes against Davidson, which is about a quarter of the game. And then he played about half the game against UAB with 22 minutes. So it's definitely been up and down against Davidson. He couldn't find a shot shot or had zero points, missed all of his threes, missed all of his field goals. He couldn't find his shot that game. Um, and he's, he's definitely having trouble a little bit. Um, just, I think with shot selection a little bit, I think there's times where he can wait and he doesn't have to shoot. Um, he can make shots for sure, and we kind of might need him to take some tough shots, honestly. But there are times where I thought he forced it a little bit and didn't need to shoot. But then in the second game against UAB, did some really good things. Like I said, had 22 minutes, had seven points, and did make a three. And we're going to need that from Jamie and he had a nice pull-up jumper, too, as well. And we're going to need that. I'm not sure if he'll get the start against Villanova. I, If I had to guess if my life was on the line and I have to guess who gets the start against Villanova, I would guess either Jahari Long. That would be my guess, Jahari Long, um, to get the start against Villanova. Um, I think he's played solid basketball, and I think they're going to want that veteran president there, pres- um, veteran presence in there. But um, Jamie Kaiser would still play a ton, if not start. He could very well start against Villanova. I think I wonder if they'll give Noah Bachelor another opportunity to start. I'm unsure, but I know we're going to need Jamie Kaiser's shooting ability. He's our best shooter right now. And the Terps, oh my goodness, the biggest weakness. And it's not even close. We can't shoot the ball for anything right now. We're probably the one of the worst shooting teams in the Big Ten 
in all of college basketball. And that's what's going to hold us back this year. So we're going to need Kaiser. We're going to need Deshaun Harris-Smith to score the ball because it can't be all on Julian Reese and it can't be all on Jameer Young. When one of those two has an off game, we're going to need Deshaun Harris-Smith and Jamie Kaiser to pick it up or we'll straight up not win the game right now. That's just how I'm seeing it. That's how I think the game's kind of being played. And we're going to also need Dante Scott to step up. But right now, the freshmen are going to have to grow up really fast if we want any chance of turning over this season. Maryland football beating Nebraska and getting their sixth win is absolutely humongous for the Maryland football program. We'll talk about that after this ad from LinkedIn. These days, new potential hires can feel like high-stakes wagers for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. A lot of people need jobs right now, and if you want to find someone amazing for your job and company, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So check out LinkedIn jobs. Maryland football getting that six sweet six win against Nebraska is extremely important overall for the Terps program. I'm sure a lot of you guys already know what the six win means. It means the Terps are going bowling for the third consecutive year in a row, and that hasn't happened since 2006 and 2008. And that is a big deal. Being a bowl team, I think, honestly, we said we wanted to win Big Ten championships, but let's be real. We're not there as a program. We don't recruit well enough. Yet, we don't have enough guys. We're just not there as a program to be like, we want to win bowl games. That's just not realistically where we are as a team. But the ability to make a bowl game, or excuse me, yeah, we're not able to win Big Ten championships. That's not where we are as a team. But the ability to make a bowl game every single year, that is a really cool thing to do. That's not easy to do and I think that should be our goal right now as a team because Big Ten Championship is, isn't going to happen for a while. I don't know what Coach Loxley has planned. I don't know what he's going to be able to do, but the bowl game should be should be the goal every single year. And then also I would say to get to 9 to 10 wins eventually. But just winning a bowl game straight up should be our goal every single year. And for Maryland to do that for three straight years now, for the first time since 2006 to 2008, that is huge for the Maryland Terrapins because it shows that we're on an upper trajectory and that even though this season has felt kind of like we go up the mountain and then we're going back down and then maybe we're coming back up a little bit, at the end of the day, really think about it, Terp fans. Remember the times when... Maryland couldn't win a bowl. We couldn't have or we couldn't get to a bowl game. Not never mind win a bowl. We couldn't get to a bowl game. We had a terrible team. The Maryland football program had a ton of adversity that was with it. Um, there was a ton of people talking about our program for the wrong reasons. 
there was a time where we couldn't really win a Big Ten game. And now we're disappointed because we – because right now because we went on that losing streak. So things have changed completely the way our expectations from our fans are and the way that our expectations from everybody is in the program. It has changed completely going from a bowl game kind of feels expected now with Coach Loxley. It doesn't feel like – it feels like a big deal, but it doesn't feel like, oh, we really had a successful – season because we made a bowl game and I kind of wanted to backtrack my expectations because that's kind of what we are right now we're a bowl team and that's okay if we make a bowl every single year under coach Loxley or for now on if we're making bowls every single year under coach Loxley you can't really hate on that it's really hard to get to that top level of program to ever say we're in a position to win a big 10 championship maybe in 20 years maybe in 10 years um, college football shifts for some reason, but or with the extended playoffs, maybe the next 15 years, maybe. But right now, that's what we are as a program. So getting that six win and getting a bowl win, bowl game is going to be huge. And we have a chance to win three straight bowl games, which can be absolutely humongous for the Terps program. Well, that's all we have for today. Please like and subscribe. And thank you for listening to Lock on Terps.